this is Howard Scrumwell, and I'm talking to you from the training camps of Agile Framework Fight Night. Here, there are teams from Safe, Less, Fast, Agile, and Dad working out, preparing for the upcoming fight. We are on site at the training camps as these teams practice their skills of whiteboarding, sharpies, sticky notes, visible radiators, and all kinds of highly collaborative tools. Sharpies! Sharpies! Can I get some sharpies over here? Yeah, how are we supposed to trade without sharpies? Tonight, it appears this will be a match of massive malevolence about how to scale Agile in stellar proportions of stupendous that you've never seen here ever before. Hey, can we get that guy out of here? I want to cue the podcast. Let's give this thing a listen. This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the main event, let's get ready to scale Agile. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. This is more. This Come is on, more. Dad. This is You've been more. working really this hard. More. You've been working out every day. You're so disciplined, Dad. Let's go, Dad. Go in the this ring. Get him, more. Dad. This is more. This is more. Come this on, is more. Mom. You get in there and you beat him to a pulp, Mom. This is a continuing episode for the Agile Framework Fight Night series, Bout 2. This fight night was hosted in Seattle by Beyond Agile, a meetup that you can find at meetups.com. Like the first Agile Framework Fight Night, we brought together another winning panel of experts who really want to win and represent their framework. And the frameworks we have are... In the far corner, representing Discipline Agile Delivery, we have Ricardo Garcia, God of Doom. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. In the other corner, representing Fast Agile, we have Ron Quartel, Crocodile, Ron D. In the other side of the ring, surrounded by several million BTUs of air conditioning, is Team Safe, represented by Barry L. Smith, known to his fans as Barry the Blizzard. Safe, 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 safe. And in the other corner, an Astur part of the corner, is Team Less. And representing Less is Victor Grigit, the Simplifier. Less is more, less is more, less is more, less is more. 
And the moderation was done by yours truly, Lancer Kind, the Unkind. How can teams go beyond what is prescribed in the framework? All right, let me let me take a shot. Damn uh, doom. Barry. <laughs> okay, first first of all, uh, as that is a toolkit and it's a decision making process that supports multiple frameworks. We have the complexity that safe is so big that you don't know where to start, where the decisions need to come, and all these things. So by following that, okay, you can actually navigate easier any other different frameworks and help you uh, with decisions and how you have the ability to avoid additional methods or processes that are not needed and that they may be prescriptive. So that gives you that flexibility. Uh, many of the developers that I have, the biggest complaint is there is so much of all these different process and best practices and all that that I feel overwhelmed with all this. So that basically helps you in that decision-making process. So you can decide what are the different processes that you need to use or that will help you. Sorry, Barry. Come on, Dad. Let's go uh, get him, Dad. In, um, in uh, that context of um, yeah, the simplifier, about less. Uh, so if, less is more. Uh, essentially, in less, we have this minimal set of rules, uh, similar to the Scrum, but only for a multi-team setup. In order to enable the organization to figure out their own way of how they actually want to do stuff. Uh, so those rules are there in order to ensure that there is a real change, so that we don't compromise the change. So what I hear maybe others explain is either you are very comprehensive and give a whole set of tools and stuff to actually um, uh, do stuff uh, so that you uh, have all the best practices and so on to do, execute upon. And, but this stifles the thinking and stifles the ownership. So basically, there is a too much of a reference, as I guess uh, uh, was pointed out in, uh, in uh, regarding safe. Is, uh, there is a too much uh, uh, discussion about what does safe tell us uh, how to do stuff, and in uh, less uh, the minimum is such that you can't really point a finger and say what does less tell us to do stuff. It basically tells you to think, and but it gives you uh, enough hold on uh, that you actually bring the real change. So uh, opposite of that would be to do uh, whatever. And, um, and uh, so, uh, meaning uh, whatever you call agile, it's uh, agile. And uh, so you have to have a, a very uh, clear sense of uh, um, idea of what exactly are you trying to achieve. So less is also not meant for any, uh, for any kind of a product development. It's meant for a very specific optimizing goals. And so, which means that quite often it's not even in competition with other frameworks because it has a very specific goal. Also, uh, the, regarding the question, it points to the 
the, the SFID is something in a framework which tells people how to work, but uh, less is actually organizational design framework. It's not actually agile framework. It's something to maybe it's unknown to most of you. It's it's it demands that organization must change. Uh, so it's um, it's meant to change the organization. It's not meant to introduce agile. That agile is kind of like a side effect uh, almost, and uh, so it's a uh, it, it basically is meant to uh, establish the organizational structure in order to be agile. That is the simplifier. Who would like to take the question next? How can teams go beyond what is prescribed in the framework? I really like what, what I heard about less that it um, doesn't introduce agile. <laughs> and it's not actually, um, it's, it's an org design framework. And, and fast is different like that as well in that it, it, is, it is as much a teal framework as it is an agile framework, as, a, as an agile operating system. So um, Teal being uh, the self-management movement. So it, it essentially sets up an environment for self-management. Uh, and it's interesting that the Scrum Guide has, has moved the words from self-organization to self-management. And that's really the focus of, of FAST. So that we're creating a, a tribe of people that are able to self-manage. So once you've given people that amount of uh, authority and autonomy, authority over, over themselves, then really where they go with, with FAST is up to them. So if you were to put FAST in a book, the first few pages would be design your own adventure and would go, hey, here's some ideas on how to represent work. Here's some ideas on how to, how to, to uh, reflect and adapt. So these are some ideas to, to play with to get started. But essentially, the second part of the book is a blank is blank sheets because you go now go to page you know 100 100 is blank and you get to start filling that out. So the the short answer is fast encourages you to go beyond beyond the the framework even though fast isn't a framework it encourages you to do that because it it creates a self managed system and part of that system is is managing the process as much as managing the product that we're delivering we manage our own process all right that was rascally ron uh who would like to take the question next lance i'm glad you asked and, and that looks like so, a blizzard's <laughs> drinking a red wine. Nice. You know, I appreciate and in many respects agree with this idea that we want to provide organizations flexibility and allow them to encourage and explore and develop their own optimization for their own particular needs and organization. And the Scaled Agile Framework certainly supports that and doesn't ever suggest that any two organizations might come to the same solution. I believe that there's a misrepresentation, though, Ricardo, that, um, that safe is somehow a list of prescriptions that an organization must follow. There are a few prescriptions which are extremely helpful in helping organizations get up and get started on a couple of the key elements. But very similar to Discipline Agile, SAFE is essentially a library of the best 
options that have been drawn, drawn from both lean and agile for decades and even going into the current. Of things because safe is constantly revised it's often incorporating the newest thinking as well in business and organizational agility as reflected in the latest uh, 5.1 release of, of the framework so the specific question is how can teams go beyond what's prescribed in the framework well what's prescribed by safe is that teams should generally adopt either scrum scrum and xp or kanban highly and we give them the tools to be able to do that and then collaborate together in particularly in the format that we call a release train and plan as a release train to be able to organize beyond that there's exactly beyond that you know it's expected as with any agile innovative continuously improving system that teams will be retrospecting with every iteration the entire release train will retrospect on every iteration and so this change will be, occur naturally as teams retrospect look at the library of tools and techniques that safe presents them and then apply those to their own particular circumstance All right, that was the blizzard. May, may I react to that? Let's go ahead. Let's go for it. Okay. One minute. So, uh, So, uh, in a rational unified process, uh, the idea used to be that um, uh, you give options to the organization. So you have a 120 documents and stuff that you need to do. And so you bring to a new organization, which is not familiar to rational unified process. The point that you use uh, is that you learn about all of this stuff and then you choose. Okay. And so you um, having somebody who's actually not very familiar with uh, RAP, and so he's need to choose between all the stuff. Uh, they paid for it. They paid for it big time. They paid for the trainings. They paid for all the stuff. They don't really know at that point actually which parts of a rational unified process they actually need. So what do they do in that case? Just in case, let's do all of them. Uh, second problem, uh, that was a, a common experience that so, we had with the Rational Unified Process. Right. Now, you're equating the Rational Unified Process with the Scaled Azure Framework simply because no, no, the no. authors are the no. same. And I'm not quite sure I understand your analogy. Yes. So, no, I'm not, I'm not equating that. I'm, I'm, um, I'm talking about the thinking behind an issue when you are presented with a, a lot of things that you may or may not find useful. Uh, so, um, um, and if you're not knowledgeable what to do with those things, those options are actually not really useful. And uh, all these best practices or the best ways of doing stuff. That's so, why TTP and Agile provide yeah. you a toolkit for decision making. Yes. So the, the thing is that the second aspect is that um, um, is the, the, the issue of uh, attention. So um, uh, organizations have trouble thinking out of the best practice fallacy because there is no best practice in our industry. Uh, mm -hmm. There is only like uh, all, all kinds of practices. Some are useful, some not. And most of them are useful in some situations, but not in others. Uh, so um, the problem that we have is that the people are unable to make this distinction. Instead, what they do is they do like a shopping mall behavior. Uh, and so they, they see something, they see a problem, and they connect the solution to the problem. And especially when you say, as Barry says, this is the best option that we have. Uh, I probably misspoke in calling it best because we always agree there tends to be better and it yeah. better is specific to the situation. Um, yeah. I would have to say that 
I, I don't see that less or Discipline Agile, for that matter, really address this issue of if people do not have sufficient background, it's very hard for them to know where to start. That's why the level of prescription that begins with scaled Agile framework is what is, what, what is felt to be a good balance of, okay, here's a good place you can start and get good results, and then you can take it from there. So, yes, yeah. it tends to be somewhat ornate in terms of the construction initially, but, again, that's because we want people to be able to pick up and save, go from there. Save, 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 yeah, so save, the discussion save, between save, us is uh, how, when is the uh, too much and too little prescription. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Hey, I got a uh, Joel Robinson says, this is why I prefer best known practice. Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel Agile Noir. It's a dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the U.S. on Amazon, in India on Pothy.com, in China it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. In the next episode, the panelists fight over the following question. This is about a topic that's dear to our hearts. If you're, you know, work with a lot of teams and you're trying to do software development, there's some problems that come up when we try to move fast. So the question is, how does your team manage dependencies? Who would like to take that one? Well, I'm going to let everybody else go because, I mean, this is a slam dunk for safe, so I want to give you guys a chance first. <laughs> that was the blizzard. He's spoken. Yeah. Um, unless we love dependency. So um, uh, the thinking is exactly opposite. So it is in, um, usually in an industry, but maybe also not entirely when I dig into the details what I mean. Uh, so uh, dependencies are good. Uh, we call them co collaboration and uh, coordination. So in order to uh, deliver a product, customer-centric product, uh, you have to have a certain cohesion. You have to make sure that things are consistent, etc. So, um, so dependencies are, are there for a reason. Um, and so you cannot just wish them away. But I guess that's, that's the thing which actually need, we probably agree upon. You cannot wish away dependencies. Now that's the question, so what is the issue with dependencies? So is it that we don't manage them or is it the cost of dependencies?